Okay. A space where we can find solace, encouragement, and a sense of community. Of course, I'm your host, Liv. So grab your favorite beverage, find a cozy spot, and let's hang. So today we have a guest and one of my really, really sweet friends with us, Miss Tequila. And today we'll be discussing an important aspect of our Christian journey, which is knowing who should and shouldn't be in your circle. Welcome, Miss Tequila Girl. It's great to be here. I am so glad to be here today. You just don't know. It's very long and overdue, but I'm yes. Finally doing it. Finally doing it. I'm excited. I'm excited. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. And you know, it's this is something, you know, when you ask me, you know, what would I want to talk about? And I know that this did not sound conventional. Like, this isn't like a conventional topic that people have, like, who who our friends are. But, like, seriously, it's a big deal. Like, it's something that people should really think about. It's, I feel like it's something that people don't consider like they should. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I was excited that you said it because then that was one less thing I had to come up with. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh building a circle of friends is something that we all do but as christians there's a unique perspective we we all bring to the table um so from your experience how can we approach this concept of choosing our inner circle from a christian standpoint um so <clears throat> one of the things that um i'll start off with is because Pastor Rocky literally just said this to uh, yesterday. He's our pastor, so shout out Pastor Rocky for listening. Shout out to Pastor Rocky. Uh, he just said yesterday that the only thing we can take to heaven is relationships. You know, we can't take anything with us but our relationships. And it really just, to me, it was confirmation that I was that I had chosen the right topic. But then, like going to the Word, Proverbs twelve twenty six says, "The righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray." So it's biblical for us to be very choosy when we are selecting our inner circle, yeah. right? Uh, Proverbs 13, 20 says to walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffers harm. You know, it's like we are who we, wh whoever we're hanging out with, that's who we are. That's what your parents always told you and you just don't get it <laughs> until you're a grown yeah. up, right? Yeah. They've always said like, you know, um, what is it? Birds of a feather flock together. Show friends and I'll show you your are Right. Show you your, yeah, show me your friends and I'll show you like your future. Like, where are you going? So it's like, if you look at your, your group of, of friends, that's where you're going. And that's something that it took me so long to really, I guess, embody, you know, as a Christian. Um, one of the things that, and here's another one that, another favorite of mine is 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Uh, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts, corrupts good character. I'm sorry. Bad company corrupts good character. Clearly, 
we are influenced by the people around us, yeah. right? Now, can we, um, ironically, this is my best friend calling me right now. Hilarious. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll get back to her. But um, obviously, it's it's important that who we put in our lives, it can affect us. Now, are we going to have people in our lives that are not exactly where we are? Well, sure. Like, we've got, we've got co-workers. We've got people that are more outer circle. But this is more pertaining to our inner circle. Because I'm going to have a relationship with people that are yeah. not saved or people that are not, you know, where... I feel like they should be in their lives or whatever, but they're not going to be my inner circle. That's not going to be my go-to yeah. if I have a problem, you know, or a situation. So it's just really important that we put those people, that select group of people, that's who we're talking about tonight, yeah. is the people that are uh, are like-minded and in faith, you know, help to keep us grounded, help keep us accountable to the word, you know, will call us to uh, call us out if we're wrong. Like, we can't have yes men around us all the time. Say it. <laughs> it feels good, but it's not, it doesn't do anything for us, yeah. you know, yeah. ultimately. So I love that word that you just said, accountability, and PR mentioned it yesterday, but it's so true. Like, when I think about, like, your my inner circle and kind of like what you said, too, where am I headed? It's like, you can have yes man or woman around you all day every day right but if you don't have those people that are holding you accountable and like are going to tell you the truth even when you don't want it like it's like I'm not growing I'm not going anywhere you're not going anywhere we're just going in circles and like that's not beneficial to anyone right and so I think that's so powerful and the other thing I think of like at least for me just I just turned 32 months ago terrible to say but <laughs> two months ago and <laughs> i'm still grieving <laughs> um but like the biggest thing i've learned like when i reflected when i turned 30 maybe it seemed like i've been 30 for so long but like when i turned 30 and reflecting over my 20s one of the one of the biggest takeaways i took away was like the importance of surrounding yourself with um people like-minded but even for me older women like my inner circle I realized cannot just be my peers like yeah it has to be women that are seasoned and have gone before me and have lived life and have experience that I can you know glean from and learn from and like grow from and women that are gonna teach me how to be a wife and a mother someday and like simple things like how to deal with conflict and you know, all that stuff, but I found so much fruit and freedom and even acceptance from those older women mm-hmm. that have championed me on and stayed close and are in my inner circle. But going back, I love that word, that accountability, because accountability is so important. And I don't know, for me, I never want to live life thinking I'm all that good or all that great and I've missed the mark on so many avenues of my life that the Lord wants me to grow in or be better in and I feel like that comes with accountability yeah 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 and I guess too accountability it's like if you're not really close to people like on an intimate level can people really even hold you accountable no and so if you don't have those people right in your inner circle that know 
in and out and spend quality time with you and with the Lord, like, can they really even hold you accountable? Yeah. And it's, the, you know, it's a, um, it can be kind of intimidating because it's a place of like transparency, being able to be open and honest. And yeah, we can come to church and it's like, praise the Lord and how you doing? But your inner circle knows that you didn't have a bad day. You know, because it's not all the time, praise the Lord. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're not always feeling that. And it's so important that you put the people around you that can not just hold you accountable, but to love you through your messes. Because they're going to help to push you forward. It's like, nope, you're not going to, we're not staying down here. I know that you're in a, in a mess right now. They will love you unconditionally. Those are the people that are going to have your back, those ride or dies, if you will. And... There's and you learn the older you get beyond this mere, mere age of 30 that that circle gets smaller and smaller. You know, I always say I don't even have a circle, it's more like a line. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like it that circle gets smaller because as life comes in, you can't invite everybody in, and then you learn who you can and cannot give this information to because <laughs> sometimes like you're kind of saving like it's nice when you're in the highs and all the great things are happening and you do have like this big amount of people that want to celebrate with you but you're right like when life gets really hard and really tough like who are the people that stick stick around you know just for what they can give you but even just people that will just ask like hey how are you like how can I pray with you? How can I show up for you? Like, yeah, you know, um, yeah. I the the other thing too that I wanted to talk about was when I think about like my inner circle or people that are supposed to be in your inner circle. And I just had this conversation with a group of friends the other night of like, you know, if we want to build this friendship or be on the way to building this close friendship, it's like let's have the hard conversation, right? So. And I think in my inner circle, it's like, I don't want to be, like, close with people that we're going to gossip. Right. And talk about other people. Um, like, those, like, they seem like little things, but they're big things. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like that's a resounding thing that the Lord's been putting on my heart is, like, not just not engaging in gossip, but even when you hear your friends or hear people gossiping is... Can I call you higher and say, hey, like, maybe this isn't a conversation we're supposed to have and vice versa. That you yeah. Can yeah. And be like, you know, like this. this, 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 this it just took a turn. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like we just talked about, like, do they show up and, you know, climb the trenches with you and are just able to point you back to the Lord and point you back to truth. And that's even a yes. other big thing is does your inner circle point as a Christian point you back to truth which is the word of god mm-hmm. point you back to christ yeah because i mean proverbs 27 17 as iron sharpens iron so one person sharpens another we're supposed to be sharpening each other you know we should be getting better we shouldn't be getting worse like you said getting into things that we don't have any business right um like gossiping and just be in places we're not supposed to be like we know better you know but we should be getting stronger and we should be getting stronger together. And that's another indication of who should not be in your circle because at some point people start to fall off when they don't want to keep getting better. And so they will naturally start to fall off. And it's like you want to, 
and I'm the type I like I love really hard I uh, am super loyal to my friends and the people that I care about and so I will have worked myself into a fit trying to pull people along with me that just don't want to go you know and that's a that was a hard truth that I had to you know to face in myself like you can't I know you want everybody to come with you, right? It's like, but everybody doesn't want to go. And I've had to, even in the past, maybe 10 years, had to start letting people drop off that just didn't want to go. And it's not love lost, you know, if I see them in the street, I'm going to speak or what have you. But that closeness that we used to have in a previous season, it's not there anymore. They just, they did not want, and sometimes it's not that they don't want to, do right spiritually sometimes they just they just not vibing with you like that anymore you know and that's painful for me because like I said I will just love everybody you know to no end and that's something that my best friend always tells me she's like you know Tequila you have such a pastoral anointing like you will love people through everything and you will just keep pulling on them and loving them and like come with me and let's do this and let's try that and she said, you just will never leave, let the people go. And she said, I'm more like an evangelist. Like, I just want to, like, get you the word. And more like, <laughs> you know, it's like, she, and she's, she's got a stronger, um, I would say, like, hospitality. She's stronger in hospitality than I am. But her hospitality is, like, super hard. And then she kind of, like, she gone, right? That's just her, that's her personality. It's like, she's going to be, she's going to go hard for the season. And then when that season is up, she's going to move on. And I'm the type that's like, in it to the end. Listen, nah. in it to the bitter end. And so most of the time, it turns out bitter for me because they're like, please love us to the art. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I don't even know if this is in the context of what we're talking about. We didn't plan to talk about this, but how do you practically do that, right? So, let's say somebody was in your inner circle mm -hmm. and life happens, whether it's a move, which does it sometimes yeah. or somebody has a baby or I don't know life hits something yeah. hard happens and really the relationship just changes how do you transition from releasing somebody from your inner circle and still loving them of course but like okay this relationship has probably gone its course or the Lord's calling me elsewhere calling them elsewhere like how do you practically even release that relationship you know, it's something that I'm still practicing. I'm not even going to lie. Um, sometimes it is a natural release because, like you said, if it's a move, you know what I mean? It's kind of like a natural separation. Um, for me, some of the toughest uh, relationships that I've had to kind of release, and I, I say that in the most loving way humanly possible, right? Because I don't like, I'm not dropping people, but it's more like, <clears throat> not try to keep them close, right? Or are people that maybe uh, went to a church that I don't go to anymore. You know, that that has been, sometimes it's like the proximity. It's almost like shown me where our relationship lied. Like maybe it was just proximity, you know, that kept us so tight. Which is so true. You know, like relationships, they say like, oh, like, you know, life happens or because I don't see you every day, then it's hard to maintain. And yeah. Yeah. I think you just have to embrace that season. So one of the first times that I dealt with something like that was when I got married and I had two roommates 
um, before I got married. And it was like, and I was, so I'm the first one to get married. And my wife, you know how it is. Your whole life changes. But <laughs> you get married, like your, all of your focus has shifted. And so it was a natural separation. My family took it very hard when I got married because I wasn't as available. And so there was like this real like struggle and a tug of war for me trying to, and this was just my family, like trying to, you know, hold on to all of the things that I used to do and, and trying to stay as close as I could while trying to, you know, to develop this relationship over here. You know what I mean? And, um, sorry. Um, because of that, um, something that, uh, BJ told me, it was so funny that it's my husband. Um, <laughs> not Mr. BJ. She's going to stick beside you. Stick beside you. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things he said was, are they fight? Like, are they calling you? Or, like, are they working this hard it's to hang out with you? It's the two-way street. And even, that's been 25 years ago, and it still has taken me, it still took me so many more years to be able to apply that principle to everything. It's like, the energy has to be the same. You know, like, if I, so now I've come to the point where I'm going to kind of match your energy. So it's like, if I feel like I'm always calling, I'm always texting, I'm always reaching out, I'm always like, can we have lunch? It's always coming from me. And it's like very little coming back. I'm going to kind of locate myself. Yeah. And I'll pull back because obviously you've pulled back and that's fine. Not you, but you know what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's fine. And I, but I feel like the, the biggest challenge is internal in, in accepting it, that this relationship has come to a little bit of a fork in the road and we're just going in different directions and just being able to you know really just be okay with it you know be okay because if like like I said before it doesn't have to be love lost right my best friend in West Virginia she was like right here like right like ride or die we're not together we're uh, so far away so do I talk to her very often no but if I do talk to her when we do, it's like no time has passed. That's just something that has happened. That doesn't mean that we're any less close. I know that I could still call her today and give her all of my scoop. You know what I mean? Like what's going on with me? And she's going to have a ready word because I keep those type of people close to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, which leads me to my next question of asking, like, you know, how do you, how do you choose that inner circle? I mean, if you have any personal stories too, but like, that's important. What we're talking about is, you know, how important it is mm -hmm. to have the right people in your corner, in your close corner. But how do you even choose those people? Because it's easy, like, especially in church, like as Christians, like we love everybody and we hang, we want to strive to like be kind to everyone. and. Right. You know, by default, you serve with so many different people and you become friendly with people and you go here with people and this person invites you and all this stuff. And that's great. But like as a believer who is we we have the mandate to love everyone. How do you wisely choose 
those people in your in a circle like what does that look like what are you looking for what are you not looking for like what are the green flags <laughs> what are the red flags like like how many times do i need to hang out with you before you might like what is yeah. that practice like for for the believer you know we have to really just be led by the holy spirit yeah. at the end of the day like you can feel there are certain people that it's like i will feel an instant connection with them just like a real kindred spirit if you will like i can tell this is going to be somebody yeah. you know what i mean that i can connect with you know and some people there was um i'm i'm not going to say that they were in my inner circle i just knew that this person i i knew that i wanted them to be in my life it was some, this is when we were when the church was still at the middle school and i was like i would see her from across the room and i'm like hi there's just something you know what i mean and it's just it's just like we have to let god like really lead us so first and foremost like we have to be prayed up and we have to you know really be walking in the spirit like at the end of the day like we really really have to you know he take heed to what the spirit is saying um Another thing I'm looking for is consistency. So, because I need that, you know? So I'm gonna look for consistency. Do you speak to me every time we, that I see you or is sometimes you ain't got nothing to say? You know what I mean? Or is your is your attitude with me up and down? You know what I mean? Like, are you giving me a side eye some Sundays? And so hot. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I'm looking for consistency. And then, um, I'm looking for, um, I'm going to, it's okay. I'm going to put it like this. So I will give you a real life, uh, scenario. <laughs> scenario. Okay. So when my husband and I were dating, okay. Um, <laughs> you know, he was trying, it, it, he was doing the same thing, right? He was betting me, if you will. Okay. To see if this is who he, who, if this the one. Or should I look for another? So what he did was he asked me one day, we were like having lunch together, like at my house. And he was like, you know, um, I'm going through this X, Y, Z at my job. Da, 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 da. Can you pray for me? It was like I was being tested. And baby, you won. She, she prayed heavens on time. Okay. A sister was laying hands. Hey, Amen. Laying hands on me. Hey, hey. All over. Hey, hey. Come on. <laughs> Listen, I was listening. And, and, it, and it didn't dawn on me until right after, like, afterwards. I was like, he was just testing me. It's like that. It's like, are you going to really pray for me? Are you really going to have a word for me? Like, do you, or, or well, can I talk about the Bible with you? Or like, you know, just, can we have a spiritual conversation? Or do you always want to talk about, you know, something that is not edifying? So those are the types of things that I'll be looking for. I will also put people to the test because, baby, your, um, be, your ability to be in my inner circle means that you know how to keep your mouth closed and not tell all my business in the streets. So I might give you a little something to <laughs> to test to see whether or not you gonna repeat that. <laughs> Y'all could see my face right now. Oh my god! I would just give you a something that I don't care if you repeat it. A little bait. 
I'm going to just throw out this. If, if this gets repeated, I'm not going to pass out, right? It's just a little testy test to see whether or not you're going to be out. I'm going to have to hear this again. And so, bam. So that's something else that I look for because I need to know that my inner circle is not going to be like, tequila is having a bad day and she, you know, is going through X, Y, Z and tequila may not have wanted to share that in that moment. Now, I happen to be pretty transparent, <laughs> you know, but there might be something I'm going through that I don't need everybody to know about, you know? So if I go to somebody that I consider in, in my inner circle, I expect them to keep that to themselves, you know? So that's something else I'm looking for, but I know how, so that's how I vet people, if you will, like to see who else going to be in my inner circle. And that's what has kept my inner circle so small, you know? <laughs> no, I love those. I mean, those are heavy, like vetting, <laughs> what is it, vetting techniques, but yeah, like that works for you. And I love that. I, I agree with most of all you said. I think for me, one of the biggest things uh, like that I've learned about myself throughout the years, it or my love language or whatever you want to call it, is like, I love quality time. Dang girl. Quality <laughs> time we don't even have to necessarily be doing anything but just the people I really love and value like just to be able to spend time with them doing nothing and then there's times where we can do things I love that and so like when I think of like the people in my inner circle I want like are you available yeah right? and for fun things or for like serious things like when I think of um, yeah. You know, those people that I trust, it's like when my life is breaking apart and when life is great, like, I want to share that with you. And are you available? But not even just that, but like, we can't be in a close level if there's no time available for us to even spend time together right? to build that for me to get to know you and you to get to know me and like, get to know my family and vice versa. Yeah. So I think availability for me is like a big one. Yeah. Um. I think that's so let me let me just let me just piggyback off of that because I'm like that too. I'm very like quality time oriented. I think that because I have kids, it changed that changes for my friendships around me. I was like that when I didn't have any kids. When you have kids, it shifts because and then you have grace for the people that do. Like I get I know you don't have time. I don't have time. Like and that's why those people, me and my best friend, we don't have a lot of time to spend together. It, um, Even though that's our love language too. Like, I miss you. I really want to see your face. I just want to be in your presence. Like, I need it. I need it. But I, But we both have a mutual understanding and respect for the the things that we have going on. You know what I mean? So I, I reserve my quality time. <laughs> energy for bj <laughs> you know what i mean because i'm like because I, and i just and i'm not saying that like to say that you're wrong i'm saying that is how the different seasons of our lives no, that's change I that inner circle that because i've struggled with that for sure like i kind of like going back to what you said about you know like am i always reaching out am i always on texting am i always inviting and there's times where I've felt so depleted and so like unseen and unloved because I'm like, I'm trying so hard to like build this relationship or maintain this relationship. And it would be nice to know that like I'm pursued to you or whatever the case is. But it's so true what you're saying that I'm just in a whole different season from 
some of the people that I really, really love, which happens to be like the older women. And I want yeah. that time and um, I want to pull from them or just hang out and yeah. to not get that time. It's it's, it's just a good reminder, like, yeah. as you're saying that to be like, to remember people are in different seasons and it's not that they don't want to. Sometimes they just can't or they, they have a family as well that they have to prioritize. Yeah. All that good stuff. So like, no, I received that. That, yeah. that was good. And what I will say this though, you know, because... And I was, I was actually having this conversation with my mentee recently because I was like, I feel like I have not been a very good mentor. And she's like, no, you have been wonderful. Because I'm like, I would love to give you more time. I mean, she's, a, she's single, right? So she's got nothing but time. And I don't have a lot of time. But she was just like, but she reminded me of something. Um, and this is something that I strive to do for all of my, my people, right? Um, she said, anytime that I've needed you, you've always made yourself available for me. So they're going back to your word, availability. She's like, you're always available. You will make yourself available. If I, whenever I've needed you, you've never not made time. And so that's, for me, is how I show that people that I love them. If I'm going to put you on my calendar and my already booked and busy calendar, that is my love. That's me showing you, giving you. You know what I mean? It it might be next month, right? But I'm like, but if I've prioritized you enough to put you in my calendar, that is me still showing up, even if it's not, you know, a, a quantity. Yeah. <laughs> the quality can still be there. You know what I mean? And then we try to make the most of that time that we have um, because that's, it may not happen for another month or two. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm saying. Like, even me and my best friend, it's like, it might be once a month. There's been times where there have been seasons in both of our lives. No lie. we She literally lives in Gainesville. She lives 30 minutes away from my house. And I wouldn't have seen her but for, like, uh, holidays. Like, major holidays. You know what I mean? She lives 30 minutes away, but because she has a job or always multiple jobs, she's a nurse practitioner, she's got a husband, she's got children, she's got, you know, all so many different things going on, same, <laughs> right, that it's like our, our schedules just don't always mesh. And we have accepted it. We, we just do the best that we can. And so we just have to be extremely intentional with it. And we just give each other a lot of space and grace without grief. And, you know, without the grief of you haven't texted me in two weeks. It's like we, it's like, that's fine. The people that I'm talking about when, when I say um, that I feel like I'm pouring all, doing all the pouring out, those are people that I may, I may not have that, uh, uh, that agreement with, that, uh, that understanding. We haven't gotten there. <laughs> you know what I mean? We haven't gotten there. So if we're still in a building phase or I'm trying to build it and you keep ghosting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I understand. Okay. Um, the other one for me is transparency. Mm-hmm. I think you might have hit that transparency in depth, I feel like go hand in hand because I think it's cool to have small talk. And I don't know how to say it, but like, after a while, I'm just like, 
<laughs> what? What else? Yeah, it's like, who are you? Right? And like, yeah. like I said, like when I hang out with not everyone, but like especially people that I love and are in my inner circle, I want to know like how you did something. Like, how'd you accomplish this? Like I said earlier, like, how do you be a good wife? How do you be a faithful partner, a respectful and submissive wife? Or how do you read your word? Like, and I think of, um, I think of Mandy all the time because whenever I hang out with her and I learned this from Jenny Allen, she says like, you go into these conversations with intentionality and yeah. a list of things that you want to talk about. 100%. I was literally just thinking. Yes, all the time when I hang out with them, I'm like, and some of them are silly, right? But that's how I've gotten to just even know her past the serious stuff. But I'm like, what does your quiet time look like? Yeah. You know, like, how do you read your word? And like, how do you study the Bible? Like, those type of things are like, the other thing I hate in the Christian community, and I'm not saying like, everyone needs to just like, bear their whole life because there's wisdom in that and not everyone is to know everything correct um there's wisdom in that um but my thing especially in like the christian community or just in life in general it's like we like to share all these great photos and like this polished light yeah <laughs> and at least when i was first married i struggled because like my marriage does not look like it's <laughs> pictures so i want to know like what have you been through and if nothing like how do you maintain and achieve this marriage or parenthood someday when I become a parent? Yeah. And so when I'm sitting with people, I'm like, I want to know that. Like, how did you get there? And so for me, it's like, if we can't even have for real conversations, I can't be vulnerable and open and say, hey, like, I dislike my boss or my husband and I have just had a brawl. Like, we just went at it. Like, <laughs> do you go through that as well like walk through seasons yeah so that's a big thing for me when I think of my inner circles like can I drop my guard can you drop your guard and can you really have serious honest conversations and like you show me I said this to Mandy the other day like I'm like getting tired of the whole like just pray about it or like you just need to, and I'm not saying she says that, but I'm telling her this, like, you just need to stop worrying or you just need to whatever. Like, can you show me in the yeah. Bible where I can find those scripture verses? And like, can you give me some practical tips on how I can walk those things out? Absolutely. Accomplish these things. And if we can't have those serious conversations, it's like, I don't know, we can't go, we can't go very far. <laughs> and if, and if we can't have those serious conversations now when life is settled and okay, like, I'm definitely not going to feel comfortable with reaching out when my life is a misery, like, miserable wreck. Like, yeah. You know, so I want those type of people close to me that I can have those honest conversations and they can be real yeah. with me and not pretend that life is great and glory to God every second because <laughs> my life is not glory to God every second And neither is anybody else's. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I can, you know, and I have to, you know, go back to what you said that Jenny said um, about, you know, just being intentional in your questions, because I'm an open book. Now, if we're just hanging out, we're just going to be chit chatting and having a good time. But if you have you want to have a real conversation, open it up. 
You know what I mean? I may not walk in like I'm ready to have a deep conversation, but and there's a ton of listen to that for sure. But 100, percent I am always prepared to have a whatever conversation. I remember one time, it was like on a holiday, and um, we had again back to my bestie. Shout out to Kirsten, love you, girl. Hey, Kirsten. Um, we had. Uh, we had some other, uh, some single ladies that were there with us. Um, it was like on a holiday. I'm going to say it was Thanksgiving. And there were some single ladies there, a couple of single ladies. And so, you know, we're, again, it's small talk. It's, you know, watching a movie. It's this, that, or whatever, whatever. And finally, Kirsten just opens the floor like, hey, um, we're sitting together, um, just it's small talk right it's the holidays it's just a little catching up you know how you been and all of the things but finally she opened the floor and was like hey you got two women that have been married for a long time ask away and they baby came with it and so there are moments where it is like super organic like that she's like here's your moment Let's do it. Let's talk about it. You've got questions. we got answers. You know what I mean? She was like, ask us questions about anything. And and we just had like this amazing Q&A with these young ladies. But it was like not planned. You know what I mean? So sometimes it can happen like that. Again, you know, at any time somebody wants to ask me, you know, that's why I love like, if, you know, if I'm meeting with my mentees, like I have questions, you know, and I, and I need you to, you know, help them through. And I'm just the type that's going to give you all of the practicality, you know, like it's going to be practical, all the practical things, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, and I personally, people who you have in your circle like that should want to do that for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they should want to help you and then they should want to be able to come to you and ask you you know what I mean? Like, get stuff from you, too. Like, you know, your dance lessons and things. Gosh, we don't talk about <laughs> I said dance. The last thing maybe two, but I'll merge it, is yes. safety. In the context kind of that you shared about, like, can I tell my business or you're not going to tell anyone? Um, because I know when I came to DCC, I was just heavily scarred from where I was coming from previously where if you shared something with one person it was like the whole staff leaking into the whole church meal mm -hmm. and that was just very traumatizing um and so for me it's like can I be safe that when we do have those honest conversations and I'm coming to you and I'm saying hey I'm struggling with this or I have questions about this that like you're not gonna look at me crazy and judge me and then when you see me outside of that conversation, that you're not treating me differently and other people aren't looking at me crazy. Right. Um, so that, and then on the other flip side, and I love that you said it, on the other flip side, it's people that can be consistent with me because, glory to God, I've been um, restored from this. I'm claiming it and I'm believing it. I'm walking it out. Is that I am not a very, or have not been, a very consistent person in my relationships. I'm very much the type that if I think or see or feel something remotely unsafe and questionable, then I pull back very quickly. 
whether you did it or somebody else did it, I'm like, I'm out. I know this looks familiar. It feels familiar. I'm freaking out. I'm out. And don't talk to me while I'm on my way out. <laughs> don't call me while I'm on my way out. Don't tell wow. me. Like, I I go in shutdown mode and I'm freaking out. I'm scared. I shut down and I'm lighting the whole place up with everybody in it and I'm gone. And so for me, what's been important what has been important and that has helped me is that those people in my inner circle that know that about me that not just let me go or that haven't let me go that have stayed consistent and pursued after me of course also respect my boundaries yeah. that when I do come back out uh, as they're encouraging me to come back out that when I do they're still there to receive me and Love me as if I had never left. Um, and that's been so healing for me. So that's a little bit of my safety thing is like people that will be safe for me on both spectrums. Mm -hmm. um, and and it really reflects for me, it really reflects the heart of the father for me. Like that I leave and I curse you and you're still in pursuit and they're still there to receive me when I come to my senses. Yeah. And we all need that. And, you know, it's not going to be in everyone, but we all definitely need it to where it's like, <clears throat> you know, when I pull it together, <laughs> you're still going to be here. You know, we need, I need, we need unconditional love in our lives. Yeah. You know, like we need people that's going to love us when we're on the mountaintop and love us when we're in the valley. I feel like there's so much stuff we could talk about. So, and this other question, um, as you're choosing your inner circle, because I've had an unhealthy um, understanding of what that has been like. I think for me in the past, I was just like, oh, like you being selected is so mean and so harsh. And like, what about all the other people? And as I'm getting older and as I'm seeing the importance of being really picky in the people that are the closest to you. Um, I just wonder, like, I don't even know what I'm trying to ask. Like, how do you do that without it being, you're being clicky or you're leaving people out or you're judging somebody? Or you're not making space at your table for somebody else to come. Because I felt that too. Like, oh, I've seen people with their inner circle. Mm. And <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. And from the outside, not knowing history or anything like that. And you want to be a part of that circle bad. And you force yourself in a mold or in a spot that isn't even meant for you. Right. Um. And I, I, even, I might be saying it wrong. I've seen a meme where it's like, don't want to sit at a table that God would flip or Jesus would flip or something like how do you navigate that like seeing a circle seeing it in a circle or whatever the case is and you want to be in that space so badly or you have your inner circle and this is safe and it's sacred and you know this is where the Lord's called you and have and has you and have you but then you have that backlash of don't open it up been a click or whatever the case is like um you know I Personally, <laughs> I 
<laughs> so as it pertains to my personal inner circle, right? We're not exclusive. We're very inclusive. You know, I feel like anybody is allowed. So I've had one person that has said to me even very recently was like, I just, you know, I don't want you all to feel like I'm infringing on your, and it's like, no, it, come on, come on. Like you're in here. Like you're a part of, like, I don't, I'm not exclusive like that. Um, those, the, the, and I know the feeling because like you come in new to a job, a church or what have you. And there's friend groups that are already kind of formed and you want to be a part. And I remember being in a place where I tried here and it was kind of like, <laughs> it was not inclusive. So I think it's just, you make the attempt. If that's, if you're getting a wall, you move along. Like, and I, and, and I won't, I don't allow it to offend me like I used to. Uh, mainly because I just got to the point where I'm just like, okay, well, you're missing out on all that is tequila. Yeah. So I lost half money, right? And when I, when I changed my perspective, instead of, you know, me feeling like I needed to be with them. It's like, where am I needed? Because wherever I'm needed, I'm going to be welcome there, you know, and, and I'm going to be embraced there. And it's, and it's not going to feel like a walk. It's going to open up for me. And so for me, once I got to that point where it was just like, I don't need to force myself anywhere because whatever's for me is going to open up for me anyway. It just made it so much simpler for me. And so I don't stress out. So if I see a click, they don't, they don't phase me at all. Have it. And I'm like, that's just, those are not my people. And, and I'm okay with it. You know, um, again, I'm not 30, I'm 49. So it's taken me a very long time. It took me into my forties to get to that point where that wasn't a stress for me, you know? Even as, or so even as, yeah, I was in my, in my forties, not 40, in my forties, <clears throat> because even in my last, uh, church, I, there was a, a point in time, and this was around the time we were about to leave, um, that I felt very isolated and shunned. And so I remember I literally took a picture. It comes up on my time hop every year. I took a picture. I'm standing on the front row and there is a whole group of leaders across from me and they're speaking to each other and nobody has said a word to me. It's lonely. Um, if I put myself in a position where I'm trying to push in, I'm only going to get pushed back and it's only going to hurt me more. That's why I stopped trying to push myself in and, and being like, God, then who is it? <laughs> you know, again, going back to what I said very early on, being just led by the Lord. Okay, Lord, that's not where I'm supposed to be. And that's okay. But, but who is, who, who are my people? And it opens up and even, and sometimes that changes because, and I will listen. <laughs> That's so, so funny when I say this. And I was like, Deanna, listen, I was, when I finally told her this story, she was like, I knew she was going to cry. I was like, I know, because when I learned who she was later, 
But when I first came to the church, I was trying to connect with her. I felt a kinship with her and I felt shunned. And it was that way I do. And she's like, but looking at the space in her life, she did not have the bandwidth. Sure. And so, but I didn't, because I was coming fresh in and I was coming and I'm already hurting. Yeah. And, and to me, it was, it was kind of, it was kind of harmful. And so now I try to my best and I'm not a hundred percent. It's, it takes intentionality to get to the place where it's like open to everyone, you know, like so that nobody feels like they can't get in. You know, if somebody says, Hey, you know, can we have lunch? I'm like, let's, let's get it on the calendar. You know, like, I don't want anybody to feel like they don't have access to me, you know, because that's a, that hurts. That pushback is just so kind of painful. Where I guess, like, for those that have felt pushback or have felt rejection or lonely, um, loneliness from looking for community or, you know, trying to fit into some kind of friend group or whatever the case is to remember, like when you've made it on the other side and now you have your friend group or whatever the case is, is to remember what it felt like Mm -hmm. to be on the outside looking for friends, looking for to build an inner circle or something of that nature. That's really good to remember. Um, That was so good. I feel like we could keep going. I know. That was so good. (laughs) There's so much to unpack, but um and that's why I felt like it was a good topic to to discuss because it's just it's something that we don't talk about a whole lot in the Christian community we don't talk about having you know what about you know like our friendships how do I choose my friend you know we try to tell our children how to choose friends you know but it's like as grown-ups we're kind of all we tend to be a little bit more all over the place because i just feel like the older i get the harder it is so why shouldn't we (laughs) talking about it taking inventory because it's hard yeah and you have to like reassess like you said uh, inventory like reassess where all of these relationships are because it's uh, because sometimes they start off closer and then just as time go progresses again no love lost but they may not they may just not be in the inner circle. They may not be here or confidant. Yeah. But we're still cool. You know, so it's like we might have started off here or been here at some point and maybe you're here now. And it doesn't to me, that doesn't lessen my love for somebody. It's just they may not be the one that is going to have the most access. The people in my inner circle are gonna like, but I'm gonna give myself try to give as many people access as possible because oh my what you say I know what it feels like <laughs> or it's be like no I'm too busy for you like that's not that's not, that's not cool oh I don't want to stop but um as we wrap up I um I feel like at the end of the day it's always going to go back to being led by the Holy Spirit. And if you if you are wanting a friend, then you have to, it starts with you showing yourself friendly. And I feel like a lot of people don't do that. They just want people to embrace them. But it's like, are you smiling or are you frowned up? 
are you going to speak to somebody? So it's like, nobody came to talk to me. Did you go speak to anyone? So it's like, you, if you want friends, you have to show yourself friendly. And I know that that's not something that everybody wants to do. We want to, we just want to be able to walk in and everybody be like, and we're not trying to be funny. But me and you might be having a whole conversation and I might not see the other person come in and I'm not trying to be rude or I may, I tend to be real tunnel visioned. And so I'll be like right here and to be, y'all have to pull me out of my bubble <laughs> a little bit sometimes, not every time, but you know, just being able to be okay with maybe making the first step, you know, saying the first hello. That's good. I like that. That is so true because I feel like people do that all the time. I've done that too where I'm just like. Didn't nobody even say nothing to me. Or going back to what we said, like, well, at least for me, I've done this, like, I've texted and I've said this and I've done this. No one, and sometimes you just have to keep doing and going and, you know, sometimes. But you're right, like, being the first one to say hi and go out of your comfort zone. Like, you hear that a lot of people are like, I'm just not so sure, like, or I'm shy. And that's fine. I understand that. I get really scared in social <laughs> in social situations too but it's so much better like I've learned even being at DCC where I've come into these social events and I would just sweat and just have so much anxiety and like so afraid and so nervous and all the things and leave a lot of like events of like no one really spoke or like what are the cases but as I've grown and I've been the one to go and go to this table and say hi to people yeah. and not wait like that's helped me so much and I've left more fulfilled and just more peace and more joy that I've spoken to so many different people and I didn't wait for someone or met someone different or whatever the case is. Yeah. I think that's such a good point to not expect, right, everyone else to pursue and make the first move. But sometimes, like, it's okay for you to be the first one. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be all right. <laughs> oh. Oh, so much tequila this was so much fun we need to do a part two or something else like this is or another topic yeah this <laughs> because yes. you got lots of questions yeah i do <laughs> oh we should do a q a like just q a that'd be fun okay okay great <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us today um this is really good wisdom and so i'm really thankful that you came on that Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> so that wraps up another episode of the Live Build podcast. We hope you found valuable insights and inspiration to fuel your journey towards a vibrant, faith-filled life. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. See you soon.